Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 95, continuing our series on spiritual rhythms and habits. Today we are talking about worship. Yeah. So we'll get into the definition in a little bit, but we might, it might be one that you think you know, but it might have a little more absolutely and on the you, surface one of these the things about worship we we say around here that all of life can be worship yeah so why a practice per se and yet there is a reason behind it you know it being a practice and so there um so so let's start with a question okay and uh, to kind of get us rolling um, what are some of your prized possessions, things that you might have, not to say that you worship them or anything like that, the, your prized possessions that you like, no, I appreciate this. Okay. First things that come to mind are my scrapbooks. The ones partly because I made them <laughs> like it, 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 I, we got married in 97 and that was like the height of the scrapbooking <clears throat> was just coming into play, but I truly loved scrapbooking. It was a yearbook in high school. So I thought this is my craft. I don't sew. I don't do other cool crafty things, but this I can do. So because I do feel like it's an expression of me and just all of the memories that they contain, yeah. like if our house is burning down, that would be yeah, one, of, be the one of the things I would, I would yeah. grab. Yeah. I would need a wheelbarrow to get them all <laughs> There's a lot of them, but uh, how about you? I have... Um, so I collect coins. So I have uh, old Buffalo nickels. Yeah. I have some um, some vintage Kennedy halves and um, what they called uh, what they called dollars or bow dollars or Eisenhower dollars. And okay. so 1960s, 50s. And so um, some of them are worth a little bit. And um, and those would be some of the things that if the house was burning down, and I you would could I carry could, those out easily. I could, yeah. That's much smarter <laughs> much different than, than big old than, than scrapbook scrapbooks. <laughs> so. Um, so those are some things that I, um, and, and I've kind of did, I've kind of done that for quite some time. And I think I kind of get it honestly. My, my mother used to collect coins and, and some of those that she had when she passed away, I have, I have those. So, um, so anyway, what does this have to do up, do with, uh, worship and, um, and and what we're talking about today. So we we want to we want to we we believe that there is this sense of we need this habit because I think we sometimes misprize things mm. and that we misvalue things. We overvalue things and those things that are important to us, they actually uh, kind of usurp where God should be. And we began worshiping those things or we began assigning value that only belongs to God. And so we actually need a practice to help kind of re- um, recalibrate our senses, recalibrate our minds, recalibrate our hearts so that we are um, giving the right amount of um, consideration to the right person mm-hmm. as opposed to something else. So when we, talk, when we define worship, what are we saying? I mean, it's very simply, it could be putting God first yeah. above any re- other relationship any possession, 
any circumstance, any uh, position that we have, simply putting, it's putting God in his right place as first and most valuable in our lives. Yeah. How else would you add to that? Yeah. I, I th- and, and, um, and again, co-signing on that and I think assigning worth and value, hmm. um, the, the thing that we cherish most is the thing that we ultimately begin to, um, um, worship. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's this, as you mentioned, this putting God first, that's a very, I love the simplicity of that definition is putting God first above a person, above anything else that we have. And, um, and so I, I would say, yeah, that's, that's a very, very good definition. But again, this whole idea of what is it that I value and yeah. cherish the most? And maybe another question is, what do I depend on or what does my life depend on? Yeah. If I feel like my life depends on my 401k account, like that, that is what makes me feel safe and cared for. Or does my life depend on my spouse? Like they're the, they are the most important person thing to me. And as long as that's going great, then no worries. Like even good things, yeah. like our marriages, obviously we want to value those. We want to cherish our spouse, yeah. but if it slides anything, our job, our uh, anything, could if it's sliding into this is what my life depends on. Yeah, love it. When then we're treading into putting that above God. Yeah, I remember. I remember when um, when I first learned um, about uh, investing. And for those of you who again want to get out of debt, this is a plug for sign up for FPU Financial yes. Peace University. You'll hear more about it. But when I learned when I first learned. Uh, about investing and I began, you know, whether it's mutual funds or whether it's having a few stocks, I would find myself on a daily basis checking the ticker to see if it went up and it went down. It, it, it accumulated a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I would say that 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 those investments began to slide above those the uh, I thank God who I should have been cherishing the most. I found myself cherishing when it went up. I was feeling really good. Then if if I saw it tanking, then I would reposition. And it was like that thing became the thing for me. I misprized it. I misvalued it. And it took really God convicting me that, nope, you're you're actually beginning to worship you know, your knowledge about investments or whatever is happening Mm -hmm. in the, you know, in the market. So I think there's a, this whole sense of, you know, what is first, what is getting your attention? What are you depending on is a very, very good insight on, on this habit of worship. And we are worshipers. We will worship something. You might think, oh, well, and don't think of it as bowing down to a statue. Like we we will worship something. So we're either putting God first or we're oh, putting something else. Love it. Or other someone. So it's not something you just opt out of. <laughs> you, we all worship something. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we're going right. to look at a little so, bit more. So what? So when we talk about um, worship, and again, we can see this all throughout scripture, yes. like gratitude, worship is shrewd throughout the entire um, um, Hebrew scriptures as well as the New Testament. So, but we obviously we want to anchor in anchor um, 
um, our time someplace in scripture? Where do we see this in scripture? And, um, and so we can talk a little bit about that. Okay. So one spot is in Romans chapter 12. Um, the first couple verses there, Romans 12, one and two says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, our key word there. Verse two, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So we had our key word there that this idea of being a living sacrifice, offering our bodies or presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, that is our spiritual worship. So what does that mean? Yeah, it is It is this sense of um, our entire lives are an example or can be an example of worship. So offering my hands, offering my eyes, offering my mind, it is it, it is offering my entire self as a sacrifice to God. So this is kind of a reflection of Old Testament sacrifices where it was a, a sign of assigning worth to God. Here's my, here's my sheep. Here is my goat. And it is a sign that I am grateful for all that you've given me. Also, for the forgiveness of sin. But it was as if this this was an extension of who I am and I'm offering it to God as a sacrifice. The interesting thing about that, those sacrifices were dead. Mm -hmm. And so for us, we are the living sacrifices so that when um, we still can talk and we can still sing and we can still use our hands to bless others. And so there's this sense where every day we're placing ourselves on the altar saying, God, here is my entire body. Here's my entire mind. And I give it to you today. And this is just the reasonable act of worship. This is not the, this is not the whole thing. Yeah, it's not over the top. This is the reasonable part. And that to me is, is significant because this is like just the beginning. There's so much more that I think God wants us to do just beyond the reasonable act of worship. And um, so so I think that is, um, again, a, a little bit of what that passage is. Anything to add to that? Well, and I, I think it's good to pair it with the ver- next verse. Paul's next thought was this idea of being transformed by the renewing of your mind to um, don't be conformed to this world. Because this world tells us you're number one. You look out for yourself. And so I think that it, it it shows that there is a deliberate choice on our part. Yeah. We will worship something. It may be ourselves. It may be almighty dollar. We'll naturally worship the things of the world if we don't surrender and choose to put God first. So that living sacrifice, which I love, you know, that is surrender. The living part, it is daily. It is yeah, active. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is yeah. a daily, regular choice that we're making to put God first instead of the things that the world may tell us to yeah. put first. Why, why did, I mean, and, and this is kind of one of those questions. Why, why do you think we, we have a tendency to gravitate toward things that 
don't deserve our worship versus the one who deserves our worship? Why, any, any, a reason why we tend to move in that direction mm-hmm. versus um, the versus uh, worshiping God? I think part of it is because those seem more tangible yeah. or more immediate. Um, if I'm, well, it's, I'm not playing in a soccer game, <laughs> but if I'm playing in a soccer game I, and I love the praise that I get from my teammates and the yeah. crowd and I'm quickly becoming like I, whether it's worshiping my, myself and my performance or the victory as the team, that same soccer game, I can, can be an act of worship to the Lord. If I'm recognizing throughout, he has given me this body. He's given me the, these skills That's very good. that the praise is for you. I, I am here as a teammate, as a reference, you know, each of these teammates and even the other team yeah. are all image bearers of God. So how I treat them is important. And I can honor God with how I treat my teammates and the opposing team. That's a totally different mindset. Now, but do we like to win? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> do we like to have people's praise? Yep. Yeah. So that's immediate. That's more visible to us. I think that's why we go there. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you could, you know, give any example there, those things that are honoring to God and worshiping him maybe aren't quite as in our face. No, I think, I think that is, I think you're, you're, you're spot on because it, you know, you, you really do, you, the, the smile of God is so esoteric or the hand clap of God is so esoteric. Like, like, how do I know he's clapping for me? How do I know he is actually, um, you know, enjoying what I'm doing? It really boils down to by faith. We believe that uh, when I give credit to him, that he's enjoying my play. He's enjoying the way I'm engaging, you know, whether it's sportsmanship and those kinds of things. And, and I don't necessarily feel that, but you're right. Like, like when I score a goal or when I hit a home run or or, get a great um, uh, accolades from a presentation that you made at work. I mean, it can be in any sort of circumstance. There's it's the immediacy of that. Um, One example. And again, I, I believe that um, you know, Steph Curry, you know, plays for the Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors is a, um, is a believer. And, and when, you know, he hits a basket, he kind of taps his heart points up and that's a, that's a, it doesn't have to be that, uh, obvious. Uh, it can be a silent thanking God, mm-hmm. but that's one example of, Here's someone who said, you know, like, I recognize the gift that I have. I recognize that the talent to play this game comes from God. And and it's a consistent reminder of that. So so this whole idea of giving our entire selves to God. So you have the Romans passage. And then um, there's another passage in the Old Testament. And that's First Chronicles 16. Um, what do we what do we learn from from that passage? Yeah, so this is a basically a song of praise. Yeah, the Ark of the Covenant um, has been returned, and so they are. David is king. He's they're throwing a party, and he gives this song of praise. Um, oh, it was David and the brothers of Asaph. Now that I'm looking more carefully, but this this chapter is just loaded 
I think with different, well, one thing I noticed, different verbs of worship, the <laughs> right, English right. teacher and both of us coming yep. out here. So I just made a list of all of the different kinds of verbs that all are describing worship. And some of them are things that kind of obvious, giving thanks, sing, glory in his name, rejoice, remember, bring an offering, tremble. And then there are some words that are involved that involve telling other people, um, things like call on him, uh, make known, tell, declare, that proclaim. So, yeah. so our worship sometimes is just between God and us. Sometimes it's saying, hey, Marvin, yeah. look at what God has yeah, done. Yeah, you yeah. know, you're inviting other people in. And there is also this element of depending on God, recognizing it wasn't me that scored the goal. It wasn't me on my in my own strength that with got that promotion at work. It wasn't me that was able to navigate that difficult conversation in first Chronicles 16. It's verbs like, um, look to the Lord, seek his face, call on him. Yeah. So that is also worship recognizing uh, it's, it's not me on my own. It's because God and I'm, and I'm looking to him for all of those things. Yeah. I, I love, um, man, I love the, the fact you picked out those verbs, you know, bring your offering, um, again, let the earth tremble before him, let the heavens be glad and, uh, tell, as you mentioned, tell the nations and even getting the, getting nature in on it, let the fields and their crops burst out with joy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, let the trees of the forest sing uh, for joy before the Lord, uh, for he is coming to just here. So there's this sense where it's not just people, but even inanimate objects are called to worship God and to call to give him his just due, his worth, because even the crops and the trees and the grass recognize that they are not the source, but God is the one who created them. And I, I'm, I'm like figuring if inanimate objects recognize who their creator is. Yeah. Let's get with the program, yeah, people. With- <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to let trees and grass and no. crops outdo us. And so there's this sense where it's it's beautiful yeah. in this passage where all come together to give worth and value uh, to God, who is um, who is Creator? So I love that. So why should we practice this? Why should we make this a habit in mm-hmm. our in our daily lives? Yeah, I think because it aligns our hearts with God's heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, his He is worthy of our worship. Everything we have comes from Him. Yeah, and we get to when we are acknowledging that, even tying it back to our episode on gratitude. I think the more we worship, the more we put him first, the more we're recognizing and speaking gratitude to him, the more we see it. Yeah. And it just builds on itself, Yeah, yeah. Um, builds our trust in him. So, yeah, I think there's a, um, there's this longing inside of everyone, as you mentioned earlier in this episode, there's a longing inside, we, we will worship something. Mm-hmm. And so there's a worship gene in us. 
And so there's a longing. There should be this longing uh, to adore our creator, to worship our creator. And so he's placed it in us. And so it is, um, that's the reason we should, we were created and made for worship, uh, the worship of, of God. And he invites us to, um, he's not, he's not forcing us to, he's not saying you better, but it truly is a, a genuine, compassionate, uh, passionate invitation to all of creation to come before him with singing, to come before him with thanksgiving, to come before him declaring that he is great and he is awesome and he is good. And so I, I just think it it it's a part of who we are. He's invited us to do it. And I think ultimately it brings him a lot of pressure, pl- a pleasure. Mm-hmm. He is not an egomaniac where he says, you better worship me. He doesn't do that. It is it, but but when we do it of our own accord and not like coerced and shamed into it, um, I think it truly does bring God pleasure to see uh, His creation yeah. giving Him praise and, and, and honor. And and what we worship influences us. Yeah, absolutely. It it actually forms and shapes us. Yeah, love if it. If I am worshiping my job or my four hundred one k. Well, that is going to drive all of my decisions and what I value and how I treat other people yeah, and, yeah. and all the rest. Or if my worship is my kids success, that's a lot to put on those kids. Yeah, that's so And they're any person, yeah. any relationship is going to disappoint you. But you, when we, um, what we love and adore and what we prioritize, that is going to shape that who we so are. Good. So that's... let's put it in the, uh. Let's put our worship in the eternal God who is never going to fail. Yeah. So and, how, uh, how do we practice this? I mean, yeah. again, this is this is one of those big, large habits it that is. incorporates so many of the other habits that we've uh, we've talked about in this season. Uh, but how do we what are some simple ways we can begin to practice this habit? Mm-hmm. One thing that I did when I was teaching high school English, um, just a very practical I wanted a visual reminder in my classroom. Now I taught in public school, so it wasn't like I could (laughs) have overtly Christian uh, symbols in my classroom, but I had a jam jar. It was an empty jam jar. And when I was a counselor at camp, we talked about jam time being Jesus (laughs) and me. So I had a jam jar. That's what I put my pencils and pens in on my desk. And that just was a good visual reminder to me that Jesus is with me. It's yeah. Jesus and me. Yeah. yeah. And I want to put him first in my workplace, in my interactions with my students, with other teachers. Um, so that can just be sometimes those visual reminders help get our minds um, back to what putting him first. Yeah. I, I think uh, along with those visual reminders, um, the way um, our body posture could actually be a reminder that I am before uh, a, a holy God and I'm worshiping him. So whether it's when you pray, um, how about, you know, getting on your knees, which mm-hmm. is something like, man, I don't, you know, we don't talk about that often, but getting on your knees or, or actually uh, being, you know, lying down before God. And there's something about, uh, or standing and in prayer, um, um, obviously we sit a lot, but our body postures can actually begin to shape our heart posture toward God. 
And, um, and so, so, you know, um, kind of experimenting with certain postures in prayer, certain postures in worship. Now, now if you're in the corporate worship and you bow down, you know, there's something inside of all of us to say, they're watching me and I don't know (laughs) if I want to do that. And, and yet again, you just, you just mentioned it. This is between worship is so private. It's, it's corporate. Yes, but it's also private. It's between you and God. It's between the, um, the, the people of God and God, and no one should be watching another person saying, I wonder why she's bowing down or I wonder why he's bowing down. No, there's this sense where we, there's a freedom Mm -hmm. that we should allow for, um, in our, body posture, but also our heart, heart posture as well. So I think that's a, that's another way, again, as a visual, um, and tangible reminder, the way we, the way we show up uh, can be helpful. And we've talked about this practice, um, being so much more than just worship music. Often we think, oh, this is the worship time of the service when we sing songs. So we've clearly talked far more than worship, just being singing. But also, worship songs can be a tool. Um, it is why we have them as part of our Sunday gathering. It is why we many of us enjoy Spotify playlists because it does worship music does remind us yeah. of yeah. who God is, and it does it can be a way that we are speaking those words, singing those words, putting God first. We're declaring those as we're singing. So. Worship music is not all that worship is, but it certainly is a tool Absolutely. that can help us. Absolutely. One, probably one last thing, which I think is the ultimate, one of the ultimate acts of worship is, um, is, is obedience mm-hmm. is when God invites us to worship. He is actually inviting us, not just to sing, not just to, um, do the ocular bowing down and for people to see that, but we can actually do all of those things and get up and not obey what what uh, what God has told us to do. And so there's this sense where um, obedience is one of the highest forms of pr- uh, prizing God and um, valuing God more than anything. It is saying, God, you are the most important person in my life, like we started with. And if I love you, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey me. And part of our love for God is finding ourselves saying, I'm going to, as you mentioned, align my life with the uh, commands of scripture. And um, I think that's one of the ultimate acts of, of worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. So what can we believe about God, ourselves and others? I think God is deserving and worthy yep. of all of our worship, all of our praise, all of our honor. And um, and we don't have enough to give him uh, in terms of him deserving it. So uh, that's what we can believe about God. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. And it, um, it truly does belong to him. Yeah. And for ourselves, we will worship something. Yeah. Uh, so it is a good, even to tie it to another practice, Time to the examine, recognizing, man, what was I putting first today? Yeah, that's really good. And that's having a great that question. posture throughout, the, how am I, what is getting my worship or what is my life depending on is as we framed at the beginning. I think those are great questions to consider on a regular basis. Um, as that examine practice is a good one to do on a regular basis. We will worship something. So let's be sure we're putting God first yeah, very each good. and every day. Love it. 
Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us. We encourage you to have your own spiritual conversation with a friend this week.